0: Hi, radio fans and welcome to the first episode in podcast form of a feature that we're calling Chris's Corner on Radio Connection Live, The Podcast. Chris Newsbaum here, all by myself today for this special segment. Chris's Corner isn't necessarily new to those who have been around RCL for a long time. It was a segment that we had weekly for a little while on our live show in 2014 and part of 2015 while I was a co-host and then the host of the RCL live show on one of the stations that we were on. Uh, Basically, what it was, was I picked a topic, uh, shared some thoughts about it, and that gave everybody an opportunity to expand on that topic and respond to it, whether they agreed with me or disagreed with me. And so uh, we ended up handing that off. To different people, but it started out as Chris's Corner when I was involved with the live show. As you know, I'm now not a weekly co host of this podcast, I'm just an occasional contributor but I asked the team if it would be okay for me to bring Chris's corner back once in a while, and they said I could do that. So here I am bringing back Chris's corner, and I will occasionally, if something is on my mind in radio news or just radio in general that I want to share with everybody, and I uh, want to record a podcast about it. So it might not be a weekly thing, but it'll be an occasional thing. I had intended to record this for our first Feature Friday and post it last Friday along with the uh, episode that we published for our feature Friday that uh, Tim did, which if you haven't yet listened to that feature, I would recommend to you that you go back into your podcast feed of choice and take a listen to that. That we published for our first Feature Friday. Check that out. Uh, I had hoped to record that and post both features on the same day so we could kind of keep Feature Friday together. But uh, honestly, I just ran out of time. So since we don't have a podcast for you today on Monday, the 9th, or excuse me, the 8th of March. And Monday is usually when we record our podcasts. I thought that I would record this in place of the regular podcast on Monday. As a reminder, we don't have a podcast for you today because we're recording the show tomorrow on Tuesday, as I'm recording this now, because we have part two of our interview with legendary voiceover artist John Williard that we're recording tomorrow afternoon. So that will be our show. And we'll be uploading that episode of the podcast uh, tomorrow on Tuesday, March 9th. So be on the lookout for that. If you haven't listened to part one yet, please go back and take a listen to that. It was awesome. It was so much fun to record. You will have so much fun listening to it. It was really great. So. Definitely go back and take a listen to that if you haven't yet, and um, stick around for part two, which we will record tomorrow, March 9th, and have up for your listening pleasure shortly thereafter. So, admittedly, today's Chris's Corner I hope will be of some benefit to you, but it's also to some extent therapeutic or cathartic for me because there are very few people that I could uh, express these feelings to that would totally understand it to the level that true radio fans like those of you who listen to this podcast can. And I know y'all can, so that's why I am uh, recording this segment and putting it up to this podcast feed. So um, I recognize that this is a personal thing for me and it's uh, a little therapeutic I hope that it will be interesting to you as well I, I think that a lot of you will be able to relate to it uh, but I also recognize that there are some people and by some people I mean Ashley <laughs> who uh might be tired of me talking about this but i think you can deal with it for one more episode i am calling this first chris's corner reflections on rush limbaugh recent radio deaths and the meaning of radio So on February 17th, 2021, at noon Eastern, I was sitting at my desk in my dorm room here at the University of Lynchburg, uh, the same place, incidentally, where I'm recording this segment right now uh, and as I said in uh the mini cast that we did the night after we learned of Rush Limbaugh's passing, my listening had been a little bit sporadic because I had occasionally checked to see what was going on and whether there was another guest host or whether he was back yet. And then after that, I was kind of like, oh, okay. (laughs) And then I would tune away and go do something else. Uh, So, and then I got to the point where I didn't really check that often. I would sometimes forget to. So, I did notice, though, that while there had been extended periods of time where he was gone for his treatments, treatment week, treatment weeks, as his uh, fillin hosts would call them. And he would have people filling in for him. He would eventually come back maybe a week later, maybe a little over a week later, depending on how he was feeling. Uh, And it just seemed that he was gone a little longer, though, than he had been. And his time on air in the past month or so had been just a little more sporadic than it had been at other times in the past year since his diagnosis with lung cancer so there was something up so there were two reasons why i turned on the radio at about 1204 I just suddenly thought, yeah, I, sh- I should check again and see what's going on. There might be another fill-in. I don't know. It's pro- probably nothing different, but you know, we'll see. I should probably check again, though. Uh, let's see what's going on. And this was like 1204, so it just kind of suddenly occurred to me. And then also, uh, and maybe more importantly, we were about to get an ice storm here, and I wanted to hear the weather. So I turned on the great 105.9 WLNI, Russia's affiliate here in Lynchburg, Virginia, the local news talk station here, little locally owned station. So I turned it on, and sure enough, at 12.06, that familiar bumper music started playing. That theme song he's been using for over 32 years. The Pretender's song, My City Was Gone. And as the song started to fade out, there was something different. A different voiceover guy. Not the Unmistakable, instantly recognizable voice of Johnny Donovan, who had been voicing Rush's show and WABC, which was his longtime flagship, since nineteen eighty-eight, which was the start of the show. No, this this was a different person. I don't know who he was. And he said, you've kept her and Rush in your thoughts and prayers, ladies and gentlemen, Catherine Limbaugh. And I thought, as did probably millions of other people, "Uh uh-oh, this can't be good. As she started to talk, I thought about what this could possibly mean. They'd been married for over 10 years, and I don't think I'd ever heard her on the radio. Maybe there was one or two times that she had made an appearance. If if she had made an appearance at all, I never heard it. Um, okay. <laughs> She definitely wasn't a broadcaster, so this could mean a couple things, none of which, as far as I was concerned, were good. So she started to talk, and I could tell that there was something wrong. And sure enough, she said to... I'm sure it could be described as a stunned audience. Quote, it is with profound sadness that I must share with you directly that our beloved Rush, my wonderful husband, passed away this morning due to complications from lung cancer. Unquote at which point I heard myself audibly whisper my god we did a mini cast that night featuring uh Jamie and Preston uh And uh, uh, Danny and I, and I think AJ might have been there too. There were a bunch of people. And we talked about uh, the past, present, and future of what happened and what it meant. Uh, But I was still kind of trying to process everything, and also because five different people were on the show, I I couldn't really get out everything I wanted to say. The next three hours after that announcement and after the really profound playing of Ray Charles' rendition of America the Beautiful, which followed Catherine's leaving the air. The the next three hours were something that I could only describe as surreal for me. We've played that segment, uh, we played it on the mini cast, I think we played it one at a time. If you haven't heard it yet, uh, you can find it in a lot of different places i, I honestly I don't want to play it now. Uh, you can look it up and find it. In fact, I would say that. The rest of the day was surreal. As I continued to listen to people's reactions to his passing, from Sean Hannity and Mark Levin, who were two of his closest friends, to going over to Salem and, and listening to uh, Sebastian Gorka, who grew up on the other side of the world in England and still felt the uh, influence of Rush's show as he started to listen to talk radio from all the way over there. And he interviewed Phil Boyce, who now works for Salem, who Was at the time Rush was new to National Syndication, the program director of WABC who helped to bring Rush's show to New York and uh, eventually to syndication. And then next day as I listened to more reaction from more people, Mark Davis, Mike Gallagher, Glenn Beck, and then the tribute show that followed and the many, 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 many tribute shows that have followed in his time slot hosted by various people who have filled in for him, including one guy, Brett Winterbull, who now does a show on WBT in Charlotte. But before that was a call screener for Rush. It was just all so surreal to me and it all felt so personal. I found myself, that was a Wednesday, February 17th was, I found myself Wednesday night, Thursday and Friday almost kind of scolding myself inwardly, thinking It's not like you've lost somebody in your family. It's not like you've lost a a close friend. You've never met this guy. What are you doing? Why, Why is this so emotional? Why was I, why was I taking this so deeply and so personally? why, why was I feeling like this? It almost seemed in the moment as I, as I was kind of wrestling with this in my head, it almost seemed silly to me. But then as I started to reflect, I realized that it's not silly. And there's one reason that it's not silly. It's not silly because that is the meaning of radio. I want to focus on Russian for for a minute and then kind of go broader. As you know, if you're listening to this podcast at all, whether in podcast form or even going back to the live show if you've noticed any pattern with my involvement in the show, you will have noticed that I've kind of fallen into the role of being the resident talk radio guy. When there's a story about talk radio, I kind of tend to be the one with the opinion about it because it seems that talk radio. I I wouldn't say I'm an expert on talk radio, but I listen to it a lot. So that's one of the formats I might specialize in among the people who are in uh, our panel. So, and and that's, you know, all of us kind of have that. Jamie's kind of a jack of all trades, uh, but Jamie knows a lot about uh, gospel and um, to some extent CHR, where some of the rest of us don't. Darnell knows a lot about R&B, where a lot of the rest of us don't. I know next to nothing about the R&B format. Um, so, you know, Preston knows a lot about country. And of course we all kind of specialize in our own home markets naturally, but talk radio kind of seems to be one of the formats on RCL that I am kind of the go-to person on. So, Why is that? Well, as I've reflected on why I've felt this loss so personally, I've realized that the fact that I listen to talk radio, the fact that I enjoy it, the fact that I I'm kind of the go-to person on talk radio when we talk about this show. And now, the fact that I've taken an interest in going into talk radio as a possible career. Guess you didn't know that, did you? (laughs) We'll talk about that later. Started with him. When I was about six, seven, maybe, I would go to my aunt and uncle's house. They lived in Frederick, Maryland, home of a legendary station, AM930 WFMD. It was a country station for the longest time, going back to the... Mid or late 1930s, I want to say 1936. And since the 80s, it's been a news talk station. So my aunt had WFMD on the radio in the kitchen always. When I first started to pay attention, I only started to pay attention because I was already what we call on this show a radio freak. Uh, But even as a radio freak, my horizons, I guess in a way, were limited because I was only listening to a few different stations. I was listening mostly to um, country stations or a classic rock station occasionally. And then a Christian station, but uh, I was listening. At that point, I was listening to what my parents were listening to, and that was pretty much it. So I was just curious about what she was listening to. At the time, the lineup on WFMD was a local morning show, followed by Dr. Laura from nine to noon. She was syndicated at the time. And then of course Rush from noon to three and Glenn Beck from three to six. I guess Glenn Beck was tape delayed from three to six. Anyway, all I can remember is at noon everything, at least in the kitchen, seemed to get a little quieter. And in my young brain, I couldn't totally understand why that was. But there was something on the radio that was important. That's all I could understand. So I started to try to listen. there was a guy on there doing something that was just totally different than anything else I had heard. Now, yes, I realize that that's coming from a six-year-old or a seven-year-old, but that is something that everybody who has said anything about Rush has said. He was somebody who did something on the radio that nobody else did. So I started to listen along with her. After a while, I remember they took in my uncle's mom, who, you know, she was getting older and they were helping to take care of her. She had this little dog. I don't remember what breed he was, but she named him Rush. That's how big of a fan she was. Or to use the right jargon, that's how much of a ditto head she was. So I started listening. And like somebody said on that minicast, uh, back in the beginning, I didn't really understand much of what he was talking about. I didn't have the background to understand much about current events and politics and stuff. But there was some unexplainable magnetism about him that made me want to keep listening. There was some pull that made me keep my ear to the radio, as it were. And to, I'm sure, the relief of my aunt or my parents or my grandparents or whatever, would keep me quiet. They could leave me there the radio, and I would listen from noon to three. Wasn't really sure what he was talking about, but he was doing his parodies, and they were funny. He would say stuff, he would say some stuff, and I thought that was funny. Some of his calls I thought were funny. And then eventually I started to get an understanding for what he was talking about. Slowly. Now, around that same time, my parents started to think I was a little too young and maybe I shouldn't be, or maybe my grandparents, whichever and that I maybe I shouldn't be listening to him. And I had to um argue a little bit to keep listening to him, but eventually I I did. Maybe I was, but I really wanted to keep listening. Because of him I discovered everybody else all the people who filled in for him all the people who came before and after him um, in the uh, lineups of all the stations in the area because i had to keep in mind depending on when when i was little depending on who's house I was going to, or whether I was going to my parents' store, I had to keep in mind which station I could pick him up on. Um, So I was introduced to the lineups and who was on before and after him on the, uh, on the other stations. Uh, It was because of him that I started listening to the late, great Tom Marr, a local guy on, Talk Radio 680 WCBM in Baltimore, who I've talked about before on RCL. And because of him, I discovered Sean Hannity, Mark Levin, Glenn Beck, and all of them, all of them. Laura Ingram, Dr. Laura, while she was uh, in syndication. And then I got a saddle radio and discovered those people. But in a way, for me as a listener, it was he who opened up a whole new part of radio that I didn't even know existed to me. But even more than that, he opened up for me a new part of the world in terms of current events, in terms of things that are going on in the news and how they were affecting me that I started to have a growing understanding of and a more complex understanding of as I got older. So I hope that helps you to understand as it helped to, as I slowly came to understand, why I felt and feel that loss so personally, and why I think so many other people have felt the loss so personally. There have been some very emotional calls to the tribute shows uh that have aired after his death which have talked about those kinds of things. Some of them have um whew, some of them have been a little tough to listen to, honestly. But there you go. I want to expand that a little more though to kind of wrap this all together and come full circle to turn this into a larger teachable moment about radio, because since Rush's passing, and since february 17th which i feel might be a day that uh some of us including myself won't forget for a long time uh there is something by the way something special i guess about hearing that live i know a lot of people uh heard the announcement when it was played afterward, but uh, there was something very emotional about hearing that live. Anyway, I want to bring this in a little broader perspective because we've had a lot of other people uh, pass away long time, beloved radio personalities in their own right in the past few weeks none quite as well known as Rush on a national scale but many who were very well known in their own uh, markets in their own communities Uh, Russ Martin in Dallas in the uh, Dallas-Fort Worth market. Uh, Michael Stanley in the uh, Cleveland area. I'm just checking the name to make sure that's right. Yes, Michael Stanley in the cleveland area darnell's market who uh was a long time uh very uh well known and well loved uh both dj and musician in that area passed away also lung cancer uh just last weekend and uh Going back a few years, as uh somebody mentioned as he was doing a tribute to Russ Martin, um Kit I'm sorry, Kid Craddock passed away pretty suddenly. Uh going back a few weeks, Larry King died. And actually, I think uh Larry King died Larry King and Rush Limbaugh died within a week of each other, maybe two weeks of each other, but but close to each other. Which I think was really kind of symbolic in itself. Uh, But most recently, and this just broke today thanks to... uh, our friend Lance Venta of Radio Insight. Kane, of the Kane Show fame, W-I-H-T, Hot 99.5. Peter, or Kane, Diebler, or Diebler, passed away on Friday at the age of 43. After a long illness, Russ Martin and uh, Michael Stanley, and those other people, I wasn't very familiar with personally, Um, but Kane I was more familiar with. Of course, um, living as I do or growing up anyway, as I do in the Baltimore and D.C. markets where Kane broadcasted his show for many years on Hot 99.5, which was flagship, and uh, Z1043 in Baltimore. All of these people, have one thing in common. They are companions. They are friends. They have relationships with their listeners that are completely unique to them. And there's a, an article or excuse me, I'm sorry. Uh, There is a a quote from Kane's representative that um, lands quotes in the Radio Insight article that I really thought was... Profound. And let me read it to you. Cain routinely discussed being a father to his two daughters, Sam and Sophie, endearing him to his many listeners. Although co-hosts came and went, Cain remained a constant, comforting voice for thousands of people, driving to work, dropping the kids off at school, and running errands unquote, a constant comforting voice. Who else in media can do that? Absolutely nobody. Absolutely nobody. Radio is... Unique in many ways, but radio is mostly unique because of the companionship that's felt between personality, host, DJ, whatever you want to call it, and listener. There's nothing like it. Nothing like it. Uh, There was one local talk show host who played a song as a tribute to Rush that I would really encourage you to listen to. It's called The Spirit of Radio. And it's by a band incidentally called Rush, but uh, no connection for one thing the band is canadian and for another the band preceded rush limbaugh um, but uh, it's it's by the band rush you know some of their other songs uh today's tom sawyer stuff like that but uh the song that i'm talking about is a song called the spirit of radio and It speaks very eloquently to what I'm talking about. I challenge anybody who questions radio's relevance to tell me who else in media has... A personal relationship to their audience that's so profound that their audience feels their death so personally as people have felt various... uh, radio personalities who've died recently maybe some musicians maybe <clears throat> i remember i i remember some of the stuff people said about michael jackson when he died maybe that would come close but still There is nothing like radio in that respect. And that's why, in my opinion, radio will never go away. And I'll close with this. When... I started on Radio Connection Live. I got the surprising assignment on one of my first shows to put together all the news stories. I was honestly a little nervous because I needed to find all this stuff and do all this show prep. So... I ended up listening to this other podcast um, and getting some stories from them and then finding the sources that they were using. Um, But they also were doing this flashback thing. I heard during that segment A jingle that has stuck with me for the intervening. God, what has that been now? Seven years almost? The late, great, really radio advertising and marketing genius, Stan Freeberg, put together. In the late 1960s, and I'm doing this for memory, so I can't remember the exact year, but sometime in the late 1960s, he put together a, an advertising campaign to try to get more businesses to advertise on radio the advertising campaign was called who listens to radio and there was a jingle associated with it that was sung by a well-known at the time jingle singer by the name of sarah somebody somebody's gonna know this and i'm again doing it from memory i can't remember it but i will always remember the words The jingle went like this. Who listens to radio? That go-where-you-go medium called radio that's with you every night through the long commuter fight and in the morning with your toast and marmaladio. Who listens to radio? No matter if summer, winter, spring, or fall, who listens to radio? Only 150 million people That's all. That was the jingle. And of course, uh, "marmaladio." by the way, (laughs) isn't a word. It was a word that uh, Stan Freeberg uh, invented as a variation on the word marmalade, which he needed to rhyme with radio. But the message is still clear. That go-where-you-go medium, I love that, that's with you every night through the long commuter fight and in the morning. Go back to that, that go-where-you-go medium. (laughs) Your best friends don't go everywhere you go. I mean, I'm not calling radio <laughs> I, I'm not saying radio replaces your best friend. There's a different relationship there. But I mean it's a it's there's a personal thing about radio that you can't find anywhere else we did an episode about this if you want to hear it, kind of a different way to uh, think about it we did an episode about this some episodes back called radio it's personal and uh, we all shared our stories about personal interactions with our favorite radio hosts or DJs, but what I'm talking about is, is that companionship, which is something that doesn't exist anywhere else. So if anybody asks you why you care so much about radio, what what's the point of this anyway? This is why radio will never die. And if you live in one of those markets where uh, one of those people passed away, first of all, I'm, I'm really sorry for your loss. And second, don't let anybody tell you that what you're feeling is silly. What you're feeling is a consequence of a very special kind of relationship a relationship that can only be found in one place. That is the first episode of Chris's Corner for the Radio Connection Live the podcast. You enjoyed it? I hope it wasn't just me <laughs> having a podcast therapy session. I hope uh you could actually relate to it. I think you can. Um, if you have any thoughts, please feel free to email rcl the podcast at gmail dot com or tweets at rcl the podcast. Put it up on our Facebook page facebook dot com slash radio connection live. We will see you tomorrow for part two of our interview with John Willard and all the other things that we normally do for our podcast. And uh, I don't know what's coming in our next Feature Fridays and when we'll have another Chris's Corner. I don't really know. But let me know if you like this. Let me know if you want to have more Chris's Corner, Corners, excuse me. And uh, as always, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. We would really appreciate that. That helps you get the podcast. That helps us get the podcast to more people. We love that. And as always, thanks for listening. And together, let's keep radio alive.